calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Rachel Uncensored, the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. Hi, I'm Rachel, and I am the host of Rachel Uncensored. At the beginning of the year, at the beginning of this season, I said I was going to do more than just read Am I the Assholes. I got a few comments of people saying I should switch it up. They don't really resonate with them, but that doesn't mean they're gone for good. So I haven't done one in over a month, so I decided it was time. It is time for me to read Am I the Assholes and then give my perspective on it. I think a lot of you enjoy these. Hopefully you enjoy this one. Enough jibber-jabber. I don't feel like I have anything important to tell you or anything to ramble about, so let's get into this, shall we? Unless you guys wanted to hang out for a little bit, talk about absolutely nothing. No, you're good? Okay, we'll continue. Drum roll, please. I'm not going to add a drumming roll sound effect, so I don't know why I said that. Here we go. Am I the asshole? Because I LMAO'd, which is I laughed my ass off. Would you? How would you? I have a grammar question. Because I LMAO apostrophe D. LMAO'd. Laughed my ass off. I guess the D makes sense in it when you do the acronym, but when you actually say it out loud, it doesn't make sense. Sorry. Anyway, am I an asshole because I laughed my ass off when my mom told me her Roomba fell into the pool? Um, I think that's pretty funny, unless that Roomba meant a lot to your mother. Then it's sad. Here, let's read more. I'm on the phone with her as she's in her winter resistance in Florida, Snowbird. And telling me that she was cleaning her house and left the screen door open. And I'm like, where are you going with this? Because my mom kind of rambles a bit with stories and goes nowhere. And then she said the Roomba was missing and she found it at the bottom of the pool. That completely caught me off guard and I'm howling with laughter. And my mom is like, it's not funny. That's a $400 machine. And somehow that made it even funnier. And she's not making it easy for me because she's describing that apparently it didn't die right away. And for a few minutes, the little brush things were still going around like it was trying to doggy paddle its way out of there. Okay, that's pretty funny. That's funny. 
So my mom is angry that the Roomba wasn't built for some sort of safety device in case it falls into water. Like flotation bags are supposed to pop out of it, like chitty chitty bang bang or something. And at this point, I'm in literal tears from laughing so hard. So mom's angry, the Roomba is dead, and I'm probably not invited to Easter dinner. Okay, I think if your mom's upset, you shouldn't laugh that hard. But I mean, it was kind of funny. Uh, This is in no way big enough for you to not be invited to Easter dinner. This is just something where she's like, hey, that wasn't nice. And you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just can't stop laughing. Like, maybe she should get a sense of humor. But I don't think it was that big of a deal. And the consensus says, not the asshole. Let her be angry and send a condolence note for the dead Roomba. Buy a new Roomba for Easter saying it's been resurrected in the name of Jesus. It sees the light. Oh, that's really funny. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't really think... It was that big of a deal, especially if she's describing a funny story. I, too, would laugh. How are you not going to laugh? The way she's saying it's doggy paddling. Come on. All right. That was a simple and sweet one. Let's go on to the next. Am I the asshole for refusing to give up my premium seat for a friend? Mm, Probably not. I don't know. Okay. Let's I mean, no, but let's let's check. We are a group of five friends going on vacation together, embarking on a nine-hour flight. Oh, absolutely disgusting. My condolences. I have a back injury and have been in pain for a few days. Luckily, my airline membership grants me access to premium economy seats, offering a bit more comfort. Neato. Fantastic. Three of us in the group share the membership perk. Now, the challenge arises as one couple in our friend circle doesn't have the same membership level, requiring them to sit separately. The boyfriend in the couple suggested a seat swapping arrangement to ensure they can sit together on either the departure or returning flights. While everyone has agreed to this plan, I find myself questioning whether it's fair for me to surrender my premium seat considering my back condition. Am I the asshole if I refuse the seat swap in this scenario? No, not at all. What the fuck? I was thought I thought this was going to go the opposite where you had a premium seat but your friend has a bad back issue and asked if they could be upgrade, like if you could switch with them so that they, their back could have the better seat. And then I would have been like, I mean, it would be nice of you, but you don't have to. Fuck no. Sometimes you don't get to sit with your significant other. It sucks, but that's just what it is. I mean, if she wants to pay for a better seat, she can pay for a better seat. Um, I say not the asshole at all. And I think they're kind of assholes for saying that you should. Okay, and then it says, OP has offered the following explanation as to why they think they might be the asshole. The action would be refusing to give up my premium seat so my friend can enjoy the comfort and sit with her boyfriend in one of the flights. I'm afraid if I refuse, my friend would think I'm being selfish and that these benefits should be shared between friends. No, you're the one with the membership. You have gone, gotten yourself a membership consistently flown with that airline or had that credit card that's that's not your fault especially since no one had any second thoughts about it besides me well that's really nice of them i actually probably think a lot of people don't want to do it but they all think they have to yes okay everyone's saying not the asshole keep your premium seat the couple is so desperate to sit together they can figure it out yeah also they could both just sit in economy together if they want to sit next to each other then they can go sit in the bum seats in the back Like, that doesn't make any sense. 
Just because you want to sit with your spouse doesn't mean you have to. Exactly. That is beyond ridiculous. Um, yeah, not the asshole. You're the member. Hence why you received the premium seat. If her boyfriend wanted a premium seat, he probably should have considered airline membership. Certainly he's a big boy and can manage sitting by himself. I think it's the chick, but he swapped it. That's fine. Um, I assume the girlfriend has a premium seat, right? So why does she swap with the other person who doesn't have the premium seat? So her boyfriend and girlfriend can sit together in the non-premium seats. Boyfriend can buy a premium seat next to the girlfriend. Yeah, there's so other, there's so many things, especially since you have a back injury, but someone says, regardless of a back injury, you can still say no and have every right to, right? That's like, I got a first class ticket and my friend didn't. And it's like, Hey, swap with me. No, fuck you. That's my ticket. Not a chance. Um, there've been times where one of us, Abby or I are upgraded and the other's not. And we just kind of flip a coin to see who's, who gets to sit in the, the nice seat. But like, and that's not, it's so, that's so, um, that was weird. My computer s- said it wasn't recording anymore, but it is. All right, let's, let's move on here. Yeah, don't, don't you fucking give up your seat. That's so dumb. Oh, this one is too long. I'm not reading that. So do you ever get to ones you're just like, no, no, I'm not going to invest 10 minutes of reading for your stupid scenario. All right, here's one that might seem a bit intense. Am I the asshole for not letting my ex-husband see my daughters? Well, it depends on the reasoning. If he's a piece of shit and abusive, then no. For starters, I, a 31-year-old female, have two daughters, Lisa, a four-year-old female, and Gaia, a one-year-old female. Fake names. Their names are not those names, but that's fine. I'm a single mom and I work in the hospital. My two daughters' biological dad is 34 male. He and I were married for seven years and together for 10. We got divorced pretty much straight away after Gaia was born. I found out he had been cheating for almost our entire marriage. (gasps) What a piece of shit. And literally had two children and twin boys on the way with another woman. How do people do that? How do they get away with that? Holy crap. If you, oh, sick human. Sick. Don't trust him with anything. Absolute garbage human being. (sighs) feet the divorce he chose not to be in our lives and signed all the rights away to my girls he is scum i have all the rights and full custody of them his eldest and only daughter five-year-old female was in my hospital not going to go into too much detail about that but because she was here so was my ex-husband as well the hospital has a daycare which is during gaia no she didn't write that right which is watching gaia during the day Lila, did I say Layla earlier? I don't know. Lila is at school. Gaia hates new people and will hysterically scream if they try and pick her up. Same. Oh, same, honey. Don't ever give up that characteristic. I was working my shift and I get a call from the daycare. Gaia was screaming and they couldn't get her to calm down. I run up there scared she was hurt. While I was comforting her, they told me my ex had tried to pick her up from daycare. (gasps) Oh, that's illegal. That's literally illegal. They thought it would be fine as he used to pick up Lila, Layla, whatever her name is. After 30 minutes of crying, she finally calmed down. I went back down and was, went ballistic at my ex. He had chosen not to be in their lives. He had chosen to sign away his rights. How I might have let him see her if he had asked, but trying to take her from daycare is just wrong. Now I couldn't work my shift since I had to keep Gaia with me that day since she wouldn't stop crying if I had put her down that day. 
I worked out. I don't think he actually went for Gaia. I think he wanted to see Lila. He was a good dad to her before he left us. No, he was not. He's not a good dad in any moment. If he's able to leave like that, no. But he called me an asshole and inconsiderate bitch for not thinking about how much he might be missing his daughters. Is he right? Am I the asshole? No. Big fat no. Big giant fat no. Edit to add. We are not in the U.S. He has no parental rights nor custody. Also going to add, the daycare is relatively laced with who picks up Gaia. I have colleagues pick her up all the time when I'm busy. And she, and as he had picked up Lila up all the time, I don't really think they saw a problem. Safe to say it is definitely no longer that way. Editing again, his daughter did not need anything. She had swallow a magnet and is home safe now. She said, uh, and then the OP says she might be an asshole for not letting him see his daughters, for shouting at him and not considering his feelings and the fact that it's been over a year since he saw his girls. He could have called you. He could have sent you an email and said, hey, I really miss my girls. Um, Would it be possible if we could work out some visitation rights? If you need me to go through the lawyers, I can. That's what he should have done. Not just walked into daycare and try and take his daughter, which he has no parental rights nor custody to. God damn it. That's your child. He gave up his right for her. (sighs) Top comment, not the asshole. Honestly, you should get him charged with attempting kidnapping. Yes, he chose to sign away all his rights. He doesn't get to see them now because he misses them. Make sure the daycare and even Lila's school knows that he isn't allowed to see them, let alone pick them up for any reason. The daycare workers should have called you right away, not allowed him in the daycare. Yeah, everyone's saying not the asshole. He didn't miss his daughters enough to sign away his rights. He didn't miss them enough not to traumatize a child because he didn't even know him. Having signed away his rights, he's lucky he isn't up on kidnap charges for trying to take his child without consent. It seems as if he's in the habit of taking what he's not entitled to. You are not inconsiderate. He is. To put it politely, not the asshole. Cheater is crying about his hurt feelings. Is he stupid or something? <laughs> oh, not the asshole. So it's your fault that he cheated, had children with another woman, abandoned his other kids, and now is missing his daughters. The mind truly is mysterious. Him missing his daughters is no way on you. He chose how he's living his life, and his daughters were not part of that. He is a total asshole. Yeah. No, no. No, 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 no. My goodness. People these days. Oh. God damn it. If I had a kid and my ex was a piece of shit and then tried to take them without me knowing, whoo, I'd end up in jail. All right, before we move on to the next one, let's check to see if we have a sponsor for today. Sponsor, sponsor! Ah. ZocDoc. ZocDoc is our sponsor for today. If you've lived life at all, you know that sometimes you just have to compromise. Especially when you're dealing with finances or other people in your life, it's just inevitable. But when it comes to your health, there should be no compromising. So don't go to those doctors that don't listen to you or take slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book appointments with doctors who you feel comfortable with that listen to you and prioritize your health. 
You can search by location, availability, and insurance. There is no compromising with ZocDoc. You have more options than you're even aware of. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. If you want to try it out, I highly suggest it. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Rachel and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com slash Rachel. ZocDoc.com slash Rachel. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and we're back. Let's jump in to another one. Or another one. I said another one, weird. Another one. Another one. Sorry. DJ Khaled, anyone? No? All right, just me. Am I the asshole for standing my ground when my sister and my mom spent my money without my consent? I'm guessing trust fund or college fund or wedding fund? I don't know. Let's, let's see. I, a 29-year-old female, live with my mother, a 60-year-old female, and my sister, a 35-year-old female. We got some age ranges here. We got three lovely ladies living in a house. Uh, I have my own apartment, but I'm living with my mom because she's undergoing cancer treatment and needs all the help she can get. That's very kind of you. My sister can't drive or cook, so I drive my mom to her appointment and when she needs to run tests, and I also cook her some food whenever she doesn't feel well enough to do so on her own. I work full-time, and my sister works part-time from home. Sounds like you have a lot on your shoulders. It sounds like you are taking on the brunt of all of this. (sighs) I'm sorry. Each of us buys our groceries separately and we pay it ourselves. For example, I bought around $150 worth of food and my sister $75 and my mom about $120. I don't mind how much I spend as long as everyone has bought food. The problem is my mom and my sister bought a secondhand sofa and had me pay for it to be cleaned without telling me. She just said they had the sofa cleaned and I needed to pay for it. I got upset but paid it anyway since my sister bought the sofa. A heads up would have been nice though. Okay, so they had the sofa clean and said, hey, we did this without telling you, pay for it. That's not right. That is a conversation that needs to be had ahead of time, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Fast forward to today. I received my paycheck and paid some of the bills for the house. Suddenly, my mom sends a text saying that she and my sister bought more groceries and that I had to pay an extra $100. Out of nowhere. Come on. I don't mind paying for groceries, but what's that effing problem about warning someone before spending their money? I'm confused as to like, do they have her credit card or are they just like Venmo requesting her? I'm confused as to how they're spending her money. Are they just spending money and being like, you got to pay for it now because we don't have any. I'm, I'm confused by that. 
I said it was really rude to do and that it was the second time in the same month they did that to me. And my mother said I was an asshole because I also used the groceries. I said that the problem is not paying for groceries, is being caught by surprise. But they still said I was being obtuse and that there was also the car maintenance to pay. Okay, I feel like they're taking advantage of her at this point. Mom said I shouldn't touch the food they bought and that my grocery shopping should be done separately from now on. So am I the asshole? Edit to add, I converted the currency very roughly because I didn't live in the U.S. and do not buy anything in dollars. But I spend around a third of a minimum wage in groceries every month. It's not a small amount of money. Um, you should always be the one that gives consent for money to be spent if it's your money. Um, that's just kind of like a no brainer. That's, that's normal. The top one is not the asshole, but there are some major communication errors here. Your mom is probably on meds. So that might be part of the issue, but what's going on with your sister? She should know better and respect your boundaries on such things. Ask first is not an unreasonable request. No, not at all. Like if you can be like, Hey, can you just let me know next time? That is such a normal thing. My therapist has told me Boundaries are great, and people who like to take advantage of you will always try and make you feel bad for setting boundaries, even if it's as simple as, hey, let me know before you do that. Like, what? OP's sister is a 35-year-old woman who lives with her mother, can't cook or drive, and is teaching OP every time she can. Oh, is leeching onto OP every time she can. Do you think she cares about boundaries? I wonder if OP has heard of the word no. I seriously wonder how much of this is being driven by the sister. Time to sit down and come up with a system for splitting expenses instead of waiting for surprises. Be forward and fix the problem. Yeah, the communication is just terrible. This person said, not the asshole, they're gaslighting you. You're being a wonderful daughter taking care of your mother. Sister needs to learn some life skills and responsibility. And your mom seems to take your sister's side, even though you're the one doing the bulk of the work. I know she's going through cancer treatments and I know she needs support, but you need to think hard about your own mental health and possibly just look into a program that can have a nurse take care of your mom and a shuttle service for her appointments. Another person saying, not the asshole. You're being taken for granted and being used as a cash cow. Um, Not the asshole. You should return to your apartment. Don't enable shit like this. Cancer or not, this behavior is a bratty entitlement way and not okay. Yeah, this was weird. They're taking advantage of you. I would definitely move on as well. We haven't got any you're the assholes. It's all been not the assholes, which is crazy. All right. Oh, well, here's one we might not agree with. <clears throat> Am I the asshole for calling my girlfriend a fucking weirdo? Ah, uh, well, that might be a little harsh. Uh, depending on the scenario and if you love her. <laughs> All right. I promise. Okay. Wow. They starting off strong. I promise it's not a fake story to gain clout. I know it sounds super bizarre and weird, but it's how it is. I am intrigued. They say this is not for clout. Do we believe them? Let's read on. I, a 23-year-old male, have been dating Maya, a 22-year-old female, for five years now and we have wedding plans in the summer. She's a wonderful girlfriend, and we literally have zero arguments. Like, she's a literal angel, and I love her so much. Then why would you call her a fucking weirdo? Let's find out. Dum-dum-dum. A few days ago, I asked her to use her laptop 
if I could use her laptop because mine's broken. It's a MacBook, by the way, and I'm used to Windows, so I kind of got lost in there. Instead of uploading some files from the flash drive, I accidentally opened a private folder, or I don't know how it's called. You snooped. You snooped. I'm sorry. You, I'm not, before I read any further, I know that you snooped because I have worked on both Macs and Windows, and you can't just accidentally, when you mean to download a file, open it a different, that's, no, you're ridiculous. It had a lot of folders with people's names, her friends, family, co-work, etc. There's even a folder with my name. There are like 50 folders, so like a massive collections. Sounds insane, but I believe, but believe me, it's true. I didn't want to snoop, so I just opened my folder. That's snooping. That, right, I didn't want to snoop, so I just snooped, is what you said. I didn't want to snoop, so all I did was snoop a little. <laughs> um, there were a lot of audio files. I listened to a few of them, and it turns out, I shit you not, but she was recording all of our phone calls. Like, even those from when we started dating, even the tame stuff when we were just discussing groceries or what she'd like for dinner. Also less tame stuff like dirty talks over the phone, etc. I was horrified, like absolutely scared and shocked and put off because it's something straight out of a serial killer movie. I walked up to Maya, to Maya and asked her, what the fuck is this shit? And she replied, it's just, it's just being saving important members. Oh, it's just her saving important memories. He didn't write this right. In case she gets senile when she's old, and would want to be able to relive them. Of course, it wasn't enough to convince me because it's some really horrible ass unsettling shit. And I lost control and screamed at her saying she's a fucking weirdo. And I'm considering breaking the engagement unless she deletes it. She said she's too... Wait, I feel like that was like a really big explosion when this just could have been a... That makes me kind of uncomfortable having like our dirty stuff recorded. Can you please delete those or not do that with me anymore? Like, I don't know. She said, it's too precious for her to delete. I said, she has a serial killer mindset. She started crying and saying I overreacted and was mean to her. I know a lot of people who save a lot of things. Like, I don't, like, it's a little weird that she records everything. It's definitely a little, that's not the norm. I don't think it's anything to blow up about. I don't know. Now I feel like an asshole. I think kind of because you are. Because I love her so much and she's literally the perfect girlfriend, loving, caring, supportive. Like she would do anything for me. And now I found out there's some seriously creepy and disturbing stuff going on with her. I think you're the one deciding that like you're putting the creepy stuff on it. I think she thought it was like a sweet sentimental thing like keeping a journal or not deleting text messages. Um, I think... Or she just, or it's like just a little quirk she has, like unless she's like jacking off to it. I, I don't really see like that big of an issue with it. Like you can be kind of uncomfy with it and talk to her about it, but blowing up with her and like calling her a serial killer when you're like she's perfect. I don't know. Again, I know it sounds unbelievable to be honest. I still can't believe myself that my sweet baby would do stuff like that. What do what stuff? I'm sorry. I think this is a little blown out of proportion, but please take it seriously. Also, sorry for inconsistent writing because I'm still shaking down. Okay. What is, I feel like this is just too, you're, you're making this bigger than it needs to be. Um, okay. The top thing. 
Oh, okay. So what I'm seeing is people are standing up for her. And then people are saying that those people standing up for her are sexist because if the roles were reversed, everyone would be telling the girl to run, which I kind of understand, but also that's because men kill women more often than women kill men. (laughs) I think really that's why we say that. Okay. Um, yeah, everyone is saying if this was a dude, everyone would be freaking out and they're only not freaking out because it's a woman. I personally think what it would be like some sort of something. I don't, I don't really know. I kind of want to, I feel like I want to hear her. I feel like he just exploded and she didn't get a chance to explain. I'm actually intrigued why she, why she does this and when it started. People who set up gotchas based on reversing genders don't seem to grasp something pretty important. We live in a reality that favors men and men are more dangerous. Heterosexual relationships between a man and a woman have power imbalance as men have more cultural power. In non-American cultures, this imbalance can be even more stark. I think there's more to the story than we know. Yeah, if the genders were reversed, it would be like a little more creepy because, again, guys essay and unalive people all the time and women don't. I think I'm just, I want to talk to her. I feel like you need to talk to her instead of explode at her. I don't know. I think this one... A lot of people are saying not the asshole. Um, I think this one is for the comments down below. I, I'm a little confused, but I've never heard of someone doing this. And I kind of want to study it. I think your explosion was a little unnecessary. I think it's something that you needed to, if you actually wanted answers, would to actually calmly talk to her. Um, and also you did snoop. So there is that. Not that that, you know, justifies anything if she's doing something wrong. But, uh... This one's weird. This one's weird. And I don't like the whole gender reversal thing because men are scarier. Okay. Let me know your thoughts down below and I have to change the battery on my camera. So let's check to see if we have another sponsor for today. Sponsor, sponsor. All right. And we're back. All right. Let's move on to another one. Hopefully it's not as confusing. I just felt like we needed way more details than what we had. All right. Am I the asshole for not handing over my grandmother's farm to my mother's relatives and asking them to fuck off? Wow. Well, let's take a little deep dive, shall we? My grandmother used to own a really large farm. Her siblings asked her whether they could have it, and she agreed to give it to them. My mother knows she agreed. She passed away before she could do that, though, as she had already written in the will that it'd be given to my mother before she could change it. It was hers. So they began to ask my mother about it, and she agreed, as my grandmother had been willing to give it to them. But I protested. I informed her that it's hers, and that the relatives are the kind of people who only want money. I said that she doesn't have to make such a sacrifice, etc., and in the end, she agreed with me. She did not hand it over. Now she gave it to me. Currently, the farm is in ruins due to not being used. So the relatives are asking me for it now, saying, You're in the city. You won't even be coming here. Your grandmother had promised it to us and you aren't even honoring her word, etc. Things like that. I replied by saying it doesn't matter that the land's rightfully mine. And I said, grandmother had gotten the land and all of you didn't. But you also got a lot of wealth slash large house, which is worth just as much as the land. Now, fuck off. So things are very sour now. 
Just wondering in case I'm not honoring my grandmother's word. Am I the asshole? Um, I, I, I say you're the asshole. You aren't using the farm. You're letting it go to ruins. And there's people who want it. And the grandmother said, I want to give it to these people. And your mother was like, yeah, okay. It's not like they were like, hey, by the way, grandma on her deathbed said this. And your mom's like, no, she didn't. Your mom was like, yeah, she did. What the fuck? Your grandmother didn't even give you the farm. She wanted, I think you're the, you're not using it. You're letting it go to ruins. Why aren't you giving it up? You're not using it. You are not benefiting from it. These other people could. What? And then there's an edit. She was sane when she agreed and was not manipulated either. Probably pestered a lot and she did love her siblings, but I don't think there was any manipulation. Someone said dot, 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 quote, the relatives are the kind of people who only want money. Pot, kettle, black. You're the asshole. What? I love how OP isn't even trying to pretend this is about their mother getting her inheritance. This is solely about OP manipulating the situation to get the property for themselves. You, indeed, you're the asshole. Yes, you're the asshole. What your mom did is not illegal, technically, but legal isn't the same as decent. An executor of the state has a moral duty to handle the process of the estate in the way the dead person wanted. My dad sunk almost all of his money into a bar he co-owned with his buddy. They started the paperwork to ensure that if one of them died, the other got the bar, but didn't finish it before my dad died. I still gave my dad's half to the bar of the bar to the buddy. If I loved and respected my father, I felt honor slash bound to carry out his wishes, even when the law didn't force me to be a decent person. I had relatives who insisted it was my money. They were greedy. Yeah, everyone's saying you're the asshole. You weren't even supposed to be involved in this. You just forced your way into the dispute. Your mom and her siblings all acknowledged your grandmother promised the farm to the siblings, just not on the paper. You know your grandmother wanted the siblings to have the farm, not you. Your mother was willing to correct the mistake and give it to her siblings, but then you stopped it. From what you wrote, it sounds like your only interest is in getting your hands on the farm. I failed to see the difference between you and your mom's siblings who, quote unquote, only want money. Your grandmother made a promise and you are breaking it. You are dishonoring your grandmother's word. Wow. This person is an asshole. Sorry, but no, I'm not sorry. They are just an asshole. God. Okay. We finally got an asshole one. Uh, yeah, man, I would hate if I was like, this is exactly what I want to happen before I die. And it just didn't get fully put into the, the law. And then someone in my family was just like, fuck it. I'm going to do what I want. Like I would want my wishes to be fulfilled. My, the most current ones. I, that is so dumb. That is so dumb. All right, let's go on to the next one. This one seems like we're going to think they're the asshole too, just by the title here. Am I the asshole for telling my sister-in-law that the miscarriage was not a big deal? Oh, miscarriages can be a very big deal. If it's her miscarriage, you're an asshole. If it's yours, you have the right to feel how you would like to feel about your own miscarriage. So for the sake of humanity, let's hope you're not talking about her miscarriage. Okay, long story short, last year in February, I had a miscarriage. Okay, so thank God we're talking about yours. You can feel about your miscarriage however you would like. Here I go. For me and my fiance, it wasn't really a big deal. We weren't trying for kids right now and didn't even know I was pregnant. I thought I was just having a really strong period. And if it wasn't for a coincidence that I made to seek medical help, I would have never found out. It was super early and I had run just a little late on the pregnancy. Okay, so that's 
cool. I'm glad you weren't negatively impacted by that. That's really great because a lot of women are. A lot of people are. It, it felt weird, but we moved on pretty quickly. We don't really tell anyone about it. It was just kind of a thing that happened. That's your privacy and that's your right. But that was the reason for me to find a new OBGYN. And I did a bunch of tests and all that. She's amazing and a fertility specialist. Last week, my fiance, his sister, her husband and I were helping my mother-in-law renovate. My sister-in-law asked me about doctor recommendations because they were moving to our city. I gave her a bunch, including the OBGYN. She asked me why I changed doctors and I told her. She said she was so sorry to hear about the miscarriage. And I thanked her and told her it was actually no big deal for me, but prompted me to do a bunch of tests. She became quiet and we left it at that. Later that night, she came to me again and blew up a little, said that it was very inconsiderate to say that a miscarriage was not a big deal, that I should not have said that. It was inconsiderate and cruel because she struggles to conceive and that there are inside thoughts. Okay, no, that's no. You said the miscarriage wasn't a big deal for you. You didn't say miscarriages aren't a big deal. You said they're not a big deal for you. And that is very, very different. You're not the asshole for your feelings on something that happened to your body. Now, if you kept talking about a miscarriage and you're like, miscarriages are easy, blah, 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 blah. People who are upset about them are stupid. Then she has every right to blow up at you because you're making a generalization about everybody and not being considerate of other people's feelings. But she... They got brought up naturally in conversation. You didn't talk about it much. You said it wasn't a big deal for you, but you thanked her for her concern. What? I apologized, but she is still super pissed at me. I say it's just a miscommunication. She said it was cruel. Am I the asshole for not just leaving the no big deal part away? No, because like I, I personally don't think you are because you, she was like apologizing. You're like, it's, it's okay. Like you're like, you're trying to be like, you don't need to comfort me. Like I'm actually okay with this. Like, what? I'm, I'm sorry. I know that, I know, I know miscarriages are a huge, sensitive topic. Um, a lot of women go through them more than we know. They're super, they've been super taboo to talk about. And luckily lately they haven't been. Um, and they're, they're hard on women's bodies physically and emotionally. There's so much like torture. Basically a woman goes through, I've heard a lot of women be like, is my body not good enough? Like, did I do something to make this happen? Especially if they really want kids. So it is a really difficult thing. And I think it's great that it wasn't something that like turned her life upside down. Let's see what what the people say. Yeah, everyone's saying, not the asshole. It wasn't a big deal for you. That's the truth. It would have been for her. That's the truth. She has to deal with the fact that people react differently to situations. You have no way of knowing her struggle and might have said things differently, but in the end, you didn't say anything wrong. Yeah, people are saying, not the asshole. She's angry that you disregarded her feelings, but it was your experience. She's disregarding your feelings here. And because it was you, she's the asshole. Very early miscarriages happen a lot. Throughout history, many women never even know they were pregnant. And now many, like you, find out only by circumstances after the fact. Yeah, everyone's saying, not the asshole. And I know this is a very sensitive subject, and that's why you shouldn't ask people like, oh, when are you going to get pregnant? Because people might be struggling with miscarriages and in infidel, not infidelity, <laughs> infertility. Um, so like, yeah, we, we are luckily learning now that this is way more common thing. It happens. It can be very emotionally and physically damaging to women. And that, and we're learning how to take it. We're learning how to take that subject more gently. But I, I really don't think that this was 
an asshole thing of you to say. Those were your feelings. Yeah. Sorry about that one. That's annoying. All right, let's move on to the next one. Am I the asshole for asking my cousin what she expected for changing religions like their clothes? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see what happens here. So my, they, this OP is a 21-year-old female, has a cousin, Vicky, a 32-year-old female, who has picked up a strange habit the past few years. She's taken to changing domina- dominations. Denominations. I'm reading things weirdly today. And religions. Sorry, I'm going to restart there. I cracked myself up. She has taken to changing denominations or religions and has done so about half a dozen times. The girl's just trying to find herself, I think. This latest change has been through Catholicism because she claims it will finally get her boyfriend, 34 male, to propose. Oh, that's not why we change religions. Even though he's already said he doesn't see a future with her, she just sounds kind of unhinged at this point, and that her converting won't change that. Despite this, she went ahead with the conversion and missed my grandfather's 91st birthday to go to her boyfriend's childhood cathedral three states away for her ceremony. Oh my God. My, hold on. The suspense will continue because my camera's about to overheat. I have to change this battery again. I think I need to buy a new camera. I bought this one used to save a couple hundred bucks and it's really slow and overheats very fast. I, I guess that's why you don't buy used. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Back to this. Unsurprisingly. So this chick kept changing religions, decided to move, change to Catholicism. So her boyfriend would marry her, even though he said he's not going to marry her. And she missed her grandpa's birthday. Okay. Unsurprisingly, this did not make her boyfriend stay and propose. And about three months later, he left her. My cousin is still whining and complaining about how she did everything for this man, including changing religions. And he still told her she wasn't serious enough for him. My response was, well, what did you expect him to say when you change religion like their clothes? That didn't go over well with her. She called me some names, and now my aunt, her mom, and my dad are trying to push me to apologize and do something to make it up to her. I told them they need to stop brushing off her behaviors and turning a blind eye to her issues, especially given one of those religious conversions she made three years back was to a group that got together every Sunday for Bloody Marys, which was just to feed and excuse her continually growing alcohol addiction. She was nearly thrown out of Christmas last year for showing up wasted and continuing to drink from a large bottle of wine she had. But my aunt doesn't think she has any issue and just lets her do anything without consequences or criticism. It's insane. Am I the asshole here? Um, not the asshole is the number one thing. Maybe you should just convert to whatever denomination of Christianity lets you forgive yourself. Uh, hey, did you apologize to your cousin? Nah, I forgave myself. This says both people are the assholes. Yeah, I think the main consensus is that you're both assholes. You didn't need to say anything. This is her life. You're not her parent. You're not her significant other. You're not even her best friend. It's just your cousin. You didn't need to say something that rude. She is definitely needing to wake up. She is definitely struggling with her own things. She's trying to find herself. Honestly, she's going to end up in a cult. This is who cults prey on. You didn't need to say anything. It's funny. But you definitely didn't need to say anything, even though it was right. So, and that's what everyone in the comments is saying. Soft, 
You're both the asshole. You insulted her because you were frustrated. Totally understandable, but still not the best move. She obviously has some serious issues with alcohol and that needs respectful addressing. That is totally true. Alcoholism is a disease. It's not really a choice. So yeah. All right. Let's get into one more and let that be it. All right. This one says, am I the asshole for causing my roommate to lose his job due to failing a drug test? Did you drug him by accident? Did you secretly drug him? Then yes. All right. Let's, I'm intrigued here. My job does not drug test. I don't smoke, but I do add THC and CBD oil to my snacks so I can stay mellow all day. I'm not bombed, but I am impaired. I don't drive due to my neurological condition. The weed helps me cope. All right. So you dabble in edibles and it's okay. Great. That is legal if you're in the States here. And also you're not driving and your job doesn't care. Cool. My roommate is well aware that I use THC in my food. I told him he was welcome to some snacks and warn him about the weed. He declined because his company does drug tests. I guess he spaced one night after coming home drunk and ate some of my snacks. I reminded him the next day that my stuff has THC in it. He said it wasn't a problem as he had recently been randomly tested. Well, he hit the jackpot because about a week later, he was randomly tested again and he failed. To get his job back, he had to go to rehab which he has to pay for. He is pissed at me, but I don't think I did anything wrong. I did not force it on him. I even reminded him the following day about the THC. He says it's my fault for even having it near him. No, no, it's not your fault. He had passed the test before and it was near him. He didn't fail until he ate a bunch of my snacks. Now we are fighting and he may move out to afford rehab. Yes, I think it's ridiculous that he's blaming me, And I also think it's ridiculous that his company is forcing him to go rehab for weed. Realistically, he is an alcoholic and that is more dangerous. You are not the asshole. You've told him time and time again, you are allowed to use it. You're using it for medical purposes. You're losing, I don't even care if you're using it for recreational purposes. You've told him about it. You've reminded him about it. And that is his fault. He was drunk. His actions. These are the consequences to his actions. He ate your food. It's not like you put it in his food. He ate your food. Ah, not the asshole. He works for a place that tests. He ate some of your snacks knowing there's THC in them. He wanted the buzz and figured he would not get screened soon. He took a risk and it did not work out for him. You looking for a new roommate yet? So, um, yeah, everyone's saying you're not the asshole. Tell him he owes you money for the snacks. He just helped himself too. Those things aren't cheap not the asshole. You told him you used THC in your snacks. He knows this. You didn't force him to eat your snacks. This is entirely on him and has nothing to do with you. Yeah, that was, that was his bad. So that's it, everybody. That's the am I the assholes for today. We haven't done it in a while. I hope you enjoyed this. I certainly did. I love judging other people. We had one major you're the asshole and one confusing one. I am intrigued by the girl who kept all of the phone rec- conversations. It's weird. And I want, I want to pick her brain about it. I don't think she's a serial killer. I just think there's more to the story and the gender reversing thing. I don't agree with because it has to do with safety. And I mean, what men fear most about going to prison is what women fear walking down the street. So it's not the same, uh, but that's it. Please let me know all your thoughts. If you disagree with me, that's totally fine. 
We just have different opinions. Just let me know down below. And if there's anything you'd ever like me to do or talk about or go over on Rachel Uncensored, let me know. I'm here to entertain you. So give me your entertainment ideas. I love you guys. And I will see you next week with, I believe, Allie or Joy. I can't remember. I'm filming this in advance. Oh my God, are you proud of me? I'm proud of me. I love you guys. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Rachel Uncensored, the only place on the internet where you can find the uncensored version of me, Rachel Ballinger. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, please like, subscribe, or follow, or do whatever this platform tells you to do so that you can get notified every time I post a new episode. Love ya! There's something weird going on with influencers right now. I'm a little freaked out. They just get everything they want. Everything's a little too perfect. Their smiles are a little too straight. They're using filters I can't find anywhere. I know what I'm about to say might sound a little unhinged, but I think it might be witchcraft. At least, that's what Jenna Clayton thought right before she went missing. We're excited to introduce a new show from Realm, If I Go Missing, The Witches Did It, starring Oscar-nominated actress Gabourey Sidibe. When a Black writer goes missing, a white podcast host with a savior complex takes up the cause of finding her and collides with a coven of influencers she suspects are responsible. This show is a little bit of the craft meets Mean Girls meets Get Out. Learn more about If I Go Missing, The Witches Did It at realm.fm. And be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.